I hate when it rains, but I love the peace it brings. Earlier today, I almost lost my life (laughs) and abandoned my daughter. I needed to go shop for groceries and I saw it was getting a little cloudy. So I grabbed baby girl and headed out so I could beat the rain. And I almost did. It didn't start coming down until after I got back in the parking lot at my house. I start grabbing the bags out of my car and then I handed her the lightest one to carry. She liked helping me, you know, do things like that because she was real sweet. So anyway, I ran ahead of her because, of course, at her age, her legs can only move so fast. So I was going to run ahead, put the groceries in the kitchen and turn around to help her. But as soon as I turn around, what do I see? Little green and brown demons on the sidewalk. I freak completely out. My first thought is how did I get in the apartment without seeing them? But whatever. My precious baby girl is surrounded by little demons. I'm screaming at her to run to me because I froze in place. And at first she continued at like a grandma's pace. But I guess my screaming like I was being burned alive frightened her. So then she froze. Then I was about to risk my life and run to go get her in the pouring rain with these little demons hopping towards me. I turned around and ran back towards the front door. I know that was wrong. I probably should have stayed, but I don't like little demons. So I realized that I left her and then I turned around and I started to walk towards her. But the little green and brown demons start like hopping along the sidewalk and I could hear her crying and screaming, mommy. And for a second, I thought about calling the police. (laughs) Yeah, I I was about to call 911. I was panicking. I didn't know what to do. Do I grab a broom and sweep them off the sidewalk? Nah, because they may have had a plan on attack. Uh, Do I play a game of hopscotch between them, hoping I wouldn't step on one of them? Nope. (laughs) Because they may hop on my leg and then I might drop dead. So I did the only thing I knew to do. I yelled at her. (laughs) I said, if you don't get your behind over here, I'm going to whoop your tail. So that kind of got her to moving and despise, I mean, excuse me. Despite the fact that I don't like frogs, I stepped a couple of steps ahead of myself to ca- to catch her, to get her up, and I got her. Thank God. I shut the door behind me and just thought about the fact that I almost abandoned my child today. With all that crying she did, she finally fell asleep. But meanwhile, I have to find a frog repellent because that can't happen again. I despise frogs. Hey, you guys, today I want to talk about fear and what that does to our children and our relationships with our children. Putting our fears on our children is almost a natural thing to do, something that we do and we probably don't even realize that we're doing it. Um, in this segment or in the the episode I was talking about my fear of frogs. A lot of people that know me know that I, I, when I tell you I fear frogs, I fear frogs. I am a grown woman, and if I see a frog, regardless of how small, how large, how cute, how ugly, I am going in the opposite direction. I fear that it'll jump on me, it'll cling to me, and it'll never come off. That is my fear, and it's real. I I, I sometimes cry. I'm not even going to lie. It's it's embarrassing as it is I will admit I have a fear of frogs but I won't raise my children to fear what I do 
I won't raise them to fear frogs or anything else for that matter. As a matter of fact, I remember my son seeing one and I wanted to scream and run in the opposite direction, but I managed to get the strength to go as close as he was to the frog and not show him that I was afraid because he wasn't. He's just a child. And a lot of times our children, they have so much strength. They, I sometimes admire my children because of how much strength that they show. And here I am, the adult, and I'm afraid. You know, it's it's a natural thing, but it shouldn't be a comfortable thing. So I don't want to raise my children to fear anything. Um, in this journal entry, you'll hear how my daughter began to cry and she became afraid because she saw how I was afraid of the frogs that was on the sidewalk. She never had a fear of frogs. She was simply reacting to my fear. And that's something that we as parents need to learn how to control. We sometimes may have conversations or just, um, we may just have a tendency to what we call speak our truth to our children, but it can sometimes be damaging. And a lot of times our children are so, um, I think the best way for me to describe it is they want to please children are people pleasers. They want people to be happy with their responses. They want us to be happy with their performances. Um, You know, a lot of times our kids, especially the younger ones, they'll do a project in school or bring home a drawing. They're looking at our faces and our reactions. So if we say, oh, good job, they're happy because guess what? We're pleased. But as soon as we scrunch up our faces and say how, oh, I don't like that. or Oh, it's ugly or whatever the negative thing is. Guess what they do? They're upset. Now they're afraid. Now they're taking in our anxieties and our fears and they're internalizing it. And we don't even know that we're doing it. So now we're putting a feeling or an emotion that they shouldn't carry in them. And no, we don't want to do that. Um, our, I'm sure our goal isn't, okay, I'm going to upset my child today or I want my child to be afraid of worms or crickets or whatever, you know, that thing is, whatever that thing is that you have a fear of. I'm sure you didn't wake up this morning and say, I want to make sure that my child is afraid of X, Y, and Z, you know? So my daughter then she was just, like I said, reacting to my reaction But that was never her concern. She was never afraid until she saw how I was afraid. She's older now, and she'll be talking to us as well um, about other situations or other cases where my fears or maybe other other people's fears could have been forced on her. But I thought it was very, very necessary just to address something that we do as parents Um, my daughter will soon be going to college or she'll be choosing, uh, 
something outside or excuse me, something beyond high school, whether it's um, continuing her education, going on to study um, performing arts. And I don't want my fear to paralyze her and to make her think in her mind that she can't do whatever she sets her mind to do. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. We don't always have to understand why we're led to do certain things. We don't always have to understand some of the decisions that our children make. We as parents are supposed to be there comfort when they make mistakes we are to discipline them if necessary but we're also to nurture them and let them know mistakes happen we also make mistakes but we can't put fear in them to be afraid to make mistakes that will potentially grow them and what I mean by that is let's say for example you have a child that is old enough to work and they want to work at McDonald's, for example. Let's say this particular child is horrible at cooking in the kitchen at your house. They burn things. They burn themselves. They don't pay attention. They, um, they're not good at taking direction. And the kid comes to you and said, mom, dad, I want a job. I'm going to work at McDonald's. And the first thing you says is, no, you can't do that. You can't even cook in the kitchen here. How are you going to cook it? You're throwing all these negative things. But they were so excited to work in the kitchen at McDonald's or to just work at McDonald's that now their fear is I can't do X, Y, and Z because my mom or my dad said I'm bad at this or I'm bad at that. What you could possibly say is... Honey, boo, whatever you call them, (laughs) that's awesome that you want to work at McDonald's. I think you'll be great working at McDonald's. Be sure to pay attention to the instructions that they give you. Make sure that you ask, ask questions if you're not sure. You know, encourage them to do the things that they need to do to excel, to be good, you know. And it may be that they're messing up at home. Or they're not as good at home because they're intimidated. Maybe they see how well you do it and they want to be so perfect at it that they just mess up. We do not understand. We not we will not always understand why things end up the way that they do. But it's not for us to understand. Trust in the Lord and leave it at that. Second Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Fear will cripple you if you let it, but it shouldn't even exist. Trust God and his plan for you and your children. Teach your children to have no fear. Yes, there are. Yes, baby. It's okay. I'm recording. Okay. He's gone. But as I was saying, you know, teach your children not to have fear. There'll be things out there that can potentially hurt them, but After they've experienced it once or even a few times, it'll be a chance for growth and an opportunity to build character. We want to always protect our kids from from hurt. Yeah. And that's okay. 
But I've learned just in my experience in parenting and because I have children in different ages, I have a a four-year-old toddler who's soon to be a big boy. He's going to be five soon. I have a preteen and I have a teenager. And I've learned that though I want to protect them and, and make sure they don't hurt themselves, it's not always good because when they do come into a situation that, and I'm not always talking about hurt physically, their feelings may be hurt. You know, we, we want to keep our kids safe in that aspect as well. But I've learned that at times when I've protected them so much, when they do get in a situation where, and they've never experienced that hurt, they don't know how to respond. And I can't tell them to be, yes, baby, that's fine. I'm sorry, y'all. My son keeps interrupting because (laughs) his dad is not here to play, but, um, I've learned that I've kind of sheltered them, if that's the correct word to use. So they go into a a mode where they're confused, they're unsure themselves. They that's where self doubt starts to come in. Even at the tender age of two, three, and four, um, they start learning about feelings. You know, when they have play dates, somebody may take a toy that they may want. And if you have a tendency to always jump in and say, hey, kid, you know, talk to the other person's child, give him or her that toy because you see your child is hurt. They're not going to learn how to defend themselves or speak up for themselves because mommy or daddy is always doing it. So let them kind of, you know, feel their way around and they'll learn how to use their way of communicating to get across how they're feeling and it they'll be healthy children, you know, emotionally and socially. And then in turn, they'll be healthy adults. There are so many adults now that don't know how to express themselves or whenever they get upset or someone hurts their feelings, they're quick to shut off or shut down. And it may be because when they were younger, they didn't have someone to teach them how to properly communicate how they're feeling. My son, when he's, he's only four, but what I'm doing with him now that I didn't do with my girls, because I'm just learning it is, is when he's getting upset, he has a tendency to ball his fist up and, and he'll take his shoulders and he'll shrug his shoulders up to his ears. And I tell him, breathe, Count in your head and then use your words and tell me how you feel. He'll say, mommy, I'm angry. Mommy, I'm upset. Mommy, I'm sad. And I'm teaching him to use his words because I don't want him to be an angry adult and use his body or his hands to physically express how he feels. Because listen, there are too many adults, like I said, that don't know how to communicate properly. We need to start with our children. And the first place to start is to not instill fear fear in them. There are things they need to be afraid of. Fire, water, drowning, (laughs) not water, but drowning. So, you know, teach them to be careful, you know, instead of teaching them to be fearful, teach them to be careful. We don't want to teach our children fear. Okay. So the best way to do that is to ask ourselves, what am I afraid of? What is my worst fear? Or what are things that make me uncomfortable? And then you may want to talk to your children about, well, mommy is afraid of or daddy is afraid of these things. How would you 
get over this fear. These kids are so smart. We don't give them credit enough for how brilliant they are. The kids in the world now, when I tell you they say and do mind-blowing things, we have to be more nurturing to our children. But, you know, the best way to do that is to be supportive. Don't instill things in them that aren't healthy. Um, I try to make sure I use my words very carefully. I always think before you speak, and I know that's so cliche, but it's so important to do. Um, When they experience things that may set them back, just comfort them, dust them off and prepare them for what's next to come. Um, don't make them afraid. You can highlight warnings or possible outcomes, but if you're afraid, there will be as well. So the next time I come back, I'm going to be, I'm being interrupted again. That's okay. My husband's here. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, the next time I come back, I'm going to be talking to my daughter about fear and how it may or may not play a role in her life and prayerfully it'll Um, be something that you guys can find instrumental in your own life. So we'll be right back. Hey everyone. So my daughter is here um, to talk about fear or the lack thereof. And I was um, just saying previously that we aren't to teach our children fear. We're to teach them to be careful, um, instilling them that they can do anything that they set their minds to. And so the best way to do that is to do the opposite of, of what we're feeling, which is, um, but we're talking about fear. So, Zaya, here you go. Hi, um, I'm her daughter. And what I want to say is being scared isn't something that you want your child to feel. Because, for example, I want to do football. And my mom, she can have a million, a million reasons why I shouldn't do it. Like, I'm going to get hurt. And there's going to be boys in there but instead of that she puts positive thoughts in my head and she says oh you're going to make so many friends and um you're going to get popular and you can get a free scholarship from that and I take that and I I use that to drive my motivation in school so for anyone that's dealing with self-motivation you should always get that from your parents that's all I gotta say um just to piggyback off of what she said in regarding um in regards to football when the idea was first presented um she said she wanted to try out for the football team and I was immediately excited for her because I knew it'll be an opportunity for her to step outside the box and go against the grain as they say and do something different um, were there fears? Absolutely. Um, I have fears when she started dancing, when she started gymnastics. There's always a fear of her getting hurt. There's a fear of her not making friends or there's a fear of her not fitting in. So those fears with the things that people may think she should do as far as dance are still there when it comes to things that someone may think she shouldn't do, which is football because she's a girl. So I never said to her that she shouldn't do it because of what I feared. Um, And I think that's a great example that she used. And for those parents out there that um, may be struggling with motivating their children to do things that they're afraid of, just 
trust in God and and know and believe that nothing that isn't meant to happen is going to happen. So our kids are looking at us for support. They're not looking at us to be afraid. So this segment was just something that I thought um, was necessary for us to grow our relationships with our children. And I'm praying and hoping that someone can take this and use it and apply it and build a stronger bond with their children. So I want to thank Zaya for um, her insight, which I think was very helpful. And hopefully you'll be hearing from her again soon. We have a lot of more topics we want to discuss. But um, let's tackle fear, you guys. Fear should never be something that is prevalent in our relationships with our children. So thank you, Zaya. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Goodbye. Bye.